This is the Greg Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Cappy Show. We are back live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. That's right. We got a packed house. And RJ's Pub and Detroit Rochester week, Hills. Man. It is Detroit week. Everybody is feeling it. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule, and I'm Straczynski back in our WDFN studios. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Coach, Golden Grizzlies with a split of the Wisconsin trip. Uh, you hold your fate in your hands in terms of uh, getting a Horizon League home game in the first round of the Horizon League tournament. This is it, man. We're getting ready to go. March Madness is just a couple days away. And, of course, as you said, it is Detroit week. Anything going on this week? Yeah. Well, you know, if we, we have three home games. If we win all three, we'd finish 11-7. and seven, And I believe that would be third place. Uh, the only way it wouldn't be is if Green Bay ran one out. Uh, but they're at UIC, at uh, IUPUI, and then they have Wright State and Northern Kentucky at home. If they win out, they'll deserve third place. So... Uh, my guess is that, you know, if we went out, we'll be in third and we'd get a home game. And, you know, one of the things that I want this this team to do uh, is understand the importance of winning at home. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. And I think we're in the position now we've we've lost at home enough over the last couple of years. And, and I think they understand the importance of the great teams at Oakland have won at home. And, you know, we've had 20-some 25, 24 game winning streaks at home that spanned two years. We had a league, uh, uh, we set the Summit League record for the longest home win streak ever, and I think that spanned two and a half years. You know, so this group's got to get back to that. Um, we won our last home game. We have a possibility of four more this year, and then they're all back next year and heading into next year. So, I, you know, I, I think that's something that we've talked about, and I think we're ready to do. I think we're mature enough now, and we understand the how you have to get prepared to play at home and how you have to defend that court and how important it is because, you know, we've built this tradition and we've built this Grizz gang, which is as good as there is. And, you know, it's time to reward all those kids and all our, the loyalty of the fans that we have by winning at home. And so what better way to start it when you can, you know, finish third by doing it and, and get to uh, Little Caesars Arena for the semifinals, but all you got to do is win at home. So, you know, we've got it out there in front of us. Let's get it done. Yeah, just got to go and take it. The players are in the house here tonight as well. We'll be joined uh, by some of them a little bit later on. Uh, of course, we have the world-famous RJ's Pub trivia as well. There are very high stakes here tonight. And Yeah, well, I've, I've shamed Russ into going to a $40, just for tonight, a $40 gift certificate. We have a very, very good question. It's a two-part question, and it is one that, you know, you have to be an Oakland fan. Uh, there's some people in here that were probably at the game we're going to talk about. So uh, we'll have to, you'll have to have a quick trigger on this one. But it's a $40 gift certificate tonight, and it's probably because that's, he won more than that from me today playing cards. So he was able to up the ante just for one game. Yeah, indirectly it's the uh, Greg Campy gift card from Pretty RJ's much. Pub Pretty much. Here, here in Rochester Hills. Indirectly, you know, depending on your, right. your accounting skills. But we'll have that coming up for you in a little bit as well. Uh, but, Coach, uh, you know, you look, at, you look at what happened on the, uh, on the Wisconsin road trip as we wrap that up before we get into what's going to go on uh, in the Metro Series rivalry against Detroit. Uh, the game in Green Bay was, was one we, we'd all like to forget. And then on the flip side of that coin, 
uh, team showed a lot of resiliency with what happened in Milwaukee in a game that you guys controlled. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've done this for a long time, and I think the Green Bay game, you can you can understand it from from my standpoint in that it's a team that has never been there. They've you, The only way you can figure it out is to be there. I mean, there's a lot of older people in the room tonight here that I'm sure were parents and can relate to. You can tell your kids anything you want to tell them, but until they touch the fire, they find out it is hot, you know. You can tell them don't touch that, but once they touch it, then they won't do it again. And and the greatest way to learn is through experience like that. And, you know, we went to Northern Kentucky and to Wright State with a chance to be in first place. We put a lot into that week, and we had great emotion. We had great practices, and we played very well to a point in both those games, and it didn't go our way in the second half of those games. And now you've got to re, uh, reboot a little bit on, well, you can't win the championship, and you go to Green Bay, which is a very difficult place to play. You know, I think it's the toughest trip in our league going up there. I mean, it's cold and all. You know, there's a lot of excuses, and I'm not making one for them, but I could see why what happened at Green Bay did. The emotion, you know, after what we had spent the last weekend. Because that Green Bay game was as bad a game as, as uh, I think, a, a team at Oakland's played in 20 years. I mean, it was... It was pitiful basketball. Um, they didn't play much better, you know, to be honest with you. They, they, it was 27-23, I think, or something like that at halftime. And I heard somebody in the stands yell, I got next. And he, it sounded like it was a rec game at the, you know, in, in the rec center there. Um, and, you know, he was right, the guy that yelled that, because it was not very good. It was not good basketball. The difference was Green Bay got out with the win. And on nights like that, that's what you got to do. We didn't, and uh, we bounced back extremely well. We played exceptionally well on Saturday at Milwaukee. All ten guys played. They all helped us. Um, we we learned some things, too. I, I think we, so There's a funny stat out there about us, and, you know, I know everybody screams we got to play defense, we got to get better defensively, but the truth of the matter is on, on this particular team, you know, in the last eight games at half in the first half, we're giving up an average of 29 points a game. I, that's never happened in my career at Oakland. And this team is literally six of the eight games that teams have scored in the 20s, and there's a 32 and a 33. Um, the problem is, if you look at us, we're eight and seven in league play. The eight wins we've scored 75 or more points in. In the, eight, in the seven losses, we've scored 74 or less. So when we score 75 points, we're undefeated in league play. And I really think if you look at what happened in Wright State, Northern Kentucky, and then that trip up there, is we didn't shoot the ball well. You know, we, we really, really have shot it poorly over a stretch of time. You know, we had one player miss 22 consecutive threes. We had another player go two for 19 from the floor. Um, and that's just learning, you know. And, a lot of the game's mental, and when you get in a, a slump like that, the only way to get out of it is fight through it. And you have to experience it and do it to, to figure it out. And, you know, we've gotten through it. I'm really excited about how we played at Milwaukee because we didn't go to Milwaukee and just make everything. You know, we made a few things early, but we played a little faster offensively, and, and I think that really helped us. Yeah, th there was no doubt about it. I mean, Coach, in, in, in that basketball game, and I know how – how you think after being around for, for so long and 
you know, in, in the post-game interview when we talked about it, I, I said that was a game you guys were, were in total control of, and you said it didn't feel like that necessarily all the time. But the facts of the matter is, I mean, they, they, they cut it down to nine at one point, and that was it. And they got it down to nine. You guys bounced back and choked them out. You know, if it were a UFC fight, you know, that would have been a, a knockout in the fourth round, you know, a, a tap-out, a submission. How and many How many people out here know what he just said? U.S. what? U, UFC. Do, 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 you, do, do you know what UFC is? I don't either. <laughs> but we both have gray hair, so. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the cage fighting camp. Oh, the, yeah, right. that's what it is. It was it was a choke out in, okay. in, a, in a cage fight. But uh, you know, when you look at it, you know, in terms of what you guys were able to do, certainly defensively, in that you, as soon as they would make a run, you guys would squash that out, and, and you did that defensively by getting stops. Yeah, I mean, they they had twenty some points at halftime, and and you know we had forty some, so. It, We've had two league outstanding road games where we, you know, led by double digits the whole way, as many as 20 in both the games. That was at UIC and at, at Milwaukee. So, you know, you have to be a talented team to do that. And you have to have a bright future to be able to do something like that. Bad teams don't do those things. So we're showing signs of being what we all want us to be. Oh, can we get there this year? Maybe. You know, Maybe. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next three games, but that's going to tell us a lot in the next three games. What are some of the commonalities, Coach, when this team has played well that you have noticed that have happened consistently? When you guys are at your best, what seems to happen over and over again? Well, you know, the way Brad's played recently is new. So, you know, where he is such a force that now they have to game plan against him. And so, it, it you know, that's a, a new thing and where we're going and where we're heading as a team so I don't know if you can really answer that question other than when we shoot the ball well we're usually pretty good um, and and I, I'm not talking about you know seven for ten from the three I mean just before this stretch of games we were third in the country in three-point shooting and we had as bad a stretch as I've ever seen an Oakland team have over a five six game period a five game period we shot the three at 22 percent or some number like that I would have told you that would never happen, and it did. So I think that's the one commonality is that we have to shoot the ball. I think we've really improved rebounding. We're still not where we need to be, but we've really improved rebounding. Um, I think consistent effort is something that we're still learning. And, and, you know, that's a funny thing to say because everybody would sit there and go, well, how? When you haven't played 35 minutes in a, in a Division One college basketball game, Learning to give a consistent effort is not an easy thing, uh, especially for 6'11", 6'10", guys, you know, things like that. And giving a consistent effort and knowing when to cheat maybe a little bit when you rest and when not to is all a learned thing out there. Kay Felder knew how to give a consistent effort but still cheat, you know, still rest here or rest there. And, you know, that's just a learned experience, and we're learning it, and I think we're getting way better at it. We're not there yet. We're not there yet on rebounding. Defensively, I think we're playing a lot better. I think we're contesting the three way better than we did earlier. Um, and offensively, we're learning to play with two post players. That that you know that that's really two significant post players is something that is it sounds like it's something everybody wants, but they're getting in each other's way a little bit, and we're just trying to figure out how to do that. Well, and coach, and that's a little bit contrary to the style of, of college basketball now, where college basketball is going, where you and I have had this conversation in the past where it seems as though coaches will get 
the best 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys they can get, throw five of them out there on the floor and then kind of figure it out as you go and, and let the athleticism take over a little bit. Learning, there is a learning to that, isn't there, to, to play with two post players? Well, we've always been a little unique offensively. I mean, one of it's, we were one of the first teams to really use the three. I mean, we go all the way back to the 80s and 90s when it first came out. We were one of the few teams, I mean, we were jacking it as soon as they put that line in. Um, and everybody, my dad... Uh, who was a pretty good coach himself in his day. I walked into his den once, and there was a sign in there. It says, Shoot, live, live by the three, die by the three. And I think he just put that up for me. You know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think the whole world now understands what the three means and, and what it is. And, you know, it took the NBA having the Golden State Warriors to figure that out. Um, but we're kind of going against the grain now, and I – you know, we're kind of going back to the future, you know, where we, we want to score the ball at the rim. Um, we can still make threes in that, but when we shoot 35, 40 threes, we don't win. When we shoot 15 to 20 threes is when we win. And usually if when we shoot 15 to 20, we're making seven or eight to nine of them. Um, so this team's figuring it out. If we can ever completely figure out the rebounding, we'll be a tough out. We'll be a tough out in that tournament. Coach, you brought up Back to the Future. I'll, I'll do your bit right here. Do you guys have you guys ever seen Back to the Future? You have. You've actually seen that's that one? a classic. <laughs> People killing each other in a fence is not a classic thing. All right, that movie is a classic. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Just just wanted to make sure. We'll take our first break. When we come back, Big Brad Brechting uh, is in the house, and we'll have a we'll have a discussion with Brad. When we come back, we'll also get in to the Metro Series week as well. Don't forget, you can tweet your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGRP.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. 
business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills here on your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, Detroit's 1130 AM WDFN, The Fan. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. A big crowd on hand here at RJ's Pub tonight. Again, tweet your questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. We will get to those. Why isn't Brad all up here? Night. I don't know. Yeah, Brad's over there hanging out, you know. You can't remember the second segment? <laughs> we have, a, we have a, a special guest here live out at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. The big man in the middle, all six foot eleven slash seven foot of him. He is Brad Brechting. Brad. What's going on, man? How are you tonight? I'm great. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good to have you out here. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question that everybody's asking me, okay? Okay. I, I can't go anywhere without people asking me this. And, and your answer can't be, he's finally playing me, okay? <laughs> that can't be your answer. Okay. But everybody's going, what the hell's gotten into him? Well, I mean, it finally all clicked together for me. Um all that hard work I've been putting in finally is paying off for me. Uh, it's all coming together. X and I down low, dominant, feeling unstoppable. Once when I have that confidence in me, it just keeps flowing. It's like when the floodgates open, they just keep coming, baby. <laughs> all right, let's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's not go overboard. All right. Well, I can go back to your plan you if you want that. <laughs> You are, you are averaging 20-plus points and double-figure rebounds over your last seven games, which I think if there had been a line in Vegas that that would ever happen, we probably all would have made a lot of money. <laughs> oh, you're a jokester, Camp. <laughs> so you got to feel pretty good about it, though, right, Brad? Oh, it's an amazing feeling. What, what, what has been the biggest difference, Brad? I mean, if you could, if you could narrow it down to one thing, and I, we've had this discussion in the past, and you said it's, it's a multitude of things, but what would be the biggest difference to you? Toughness. Uh, instead of catching the ball 15 feet away from the basket, catching the ball five feet away from the basket is way more advantage to me. Uh, going over each shoulder instead of trying to do a hook 15 feet away, I mean five foot away is way easy. So just toughness, being more physical down low, uh, getting my posting angles, just scoring the ball. So what's your mom saying about this? <laughs> uh, she, you know, my mom, she's very excited for me. She's all, you know, giddy about it. <laughs> Uh, she should be. It, you've been you've been very very impressive, Brad. I, I, like I said, everybody's asking me, so it's it's you know they're not very often that everybody asks me something and they're all right. So it's it's, <laughs> it's it's good to see. So my next question is, all right, it's Detroit Week and everybody's talking about that. What makes Detroit Week special for you? Oh, I mean, the first day uh, I came here, my freshman year, it was Detroit Week, and I remember you saying, I can hear the tone in your voice, and you said it too. We do not lose to Detroit. And that's always stuck with me from from that day. And uh, 
just from the intensity and practice, it just amplifies by 10. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of motion behind it, a lot of excitement. Uh, I mean, Detroit's right down the road from us. So, like, when we play each other, they're our rival, and there's just so much excitement behind it, and it's a big ordeal for us. They have 60 tickets left, they say. Yep. It's a white out, although I guess we're not giving everyone a shirt this year. So wear white because <laughs> you're not getting a white shirt. I think the first 100, 100 students games do. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I can remember a white out against Detroit. I can remember a gold out, and I can remember a blackout over the years, and they've all been pretty cool. But I think the white out's the best, me personally. I think yep. seeing everything in white with that black floor mm -hmm. uh, is really a cool. Gold was pretty cool too, but I, I like the white the best. Now, the white is pretty sweet. And remember, as Coach said, we're, we're right around 60 tickets left. So if you want your tickets, you got to hit Alex Mason up. He's here today. 248-370-4000 is the ticket line. Get him now because there won't be any left on Saturday uh, when, when the game comes around. Uh, I guess I guess there's only 60 tickets left to sit in, but they're going to sell the standing room and that they're going to try and break the, the record for, uh, you know, when I remember we played Missouri way back in the day and uh, they actually put bleachers under where the scoreboard is now. They brought in the baseball field bleachers, and that, that, that was a pretty cool thing, but I think the fire marshal wouldn't let us do that anymore. So they're going to they're gonna sell it until the fire marshal says no. So there will be standing room only, so don't, don't not come to the game because you think you won't be able to get in. And, and you know what? I never use my seat, so we can sell that one too. Ooh. <laughs> prime, prime. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> The, the primetime ticket. But, Brad, what, what about that, too? And, and Coach and I were just talking about it, playing with two post players, and, and certainly X is one of the best scorers in, in the country. You know, you don't have to believe me. You can check the numbers. How, how, does, that, how does that dynamic work for you guys? And X, X has, has said before in the past, he said, you know, we kind of go into a game, we figure out who's going to get the double team constantly, and we go to the other person. And he said night by night that can change. Was there a bit of a learning curve to that? Oh, for sure. Once when, uh, you know, X and I became like a dominant force down low when teams started double teaming and stuff, uh, we just had to go straight to practice working on double teams off me, X you on the opposite block, vice versa. He gets double teamed. I got to work on my ceiling on the other side. And another thing that we worked on was the high-low. So to get away from the double team, one of us flash and bring our man up, and then the other one down low has the wide open seal. So, I mean, just working on those things throughout practice, getting better every day on it is you can obviously see that it's been working. Because that's, that's a straight timing game, yep. right? Once, yep. you, once you catch a seal, you need the ball right then, and you can go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, Brad, just for the people that are here, because, you know, these people come every week, and so we want to we wanna give them a little insight. You, know, you played extremely well in Spain when you were a freshman, right? You yes. came in. I never thought – I was planning on redshirting you when you got here because you were a little bit goofy, you know, a little bit gangly. Uh-huh. And we went to Spain, and you played extremely well. And then we get back, and, you know, all of a sudden you're not getting the minutes and maybe besides being angry at me because you couldn't figure out why I was doing that to you and all those things, but the the growth process. Talk about that and how you went from coming back from Spain thinking you were all world to – uh, you know, going through the hard times and what the hard times meant. And then last year, the injury, you know, you, I, I don't know if people remember this, but the year we, two, Brad's sophomore year, at the end of the year, I don't think many people remember besides you and I, Brad, you had really started to show it then. I mean, we played Valpo here to, to put us in a position to win the league. You, you had 16 in that game? Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and then we went on the road to Wisconsin, and we have to win those last two games, and if we do, we win the championship and number one seed. And at the last play of the first half at Green Bay, you came down on somebody's foot, rolled your ankle, and you couldn't. You know, people forget when we lost to Youngstown, you didn't play in that game. Mm -mm. And then we went to Clemson, and we won that game, and, and you got to play a little bit. So you come into your junior year thinking, okay, I'm, you know, this is going to be my time. And then the last, what was the first practice or the last practice? It was the last practice, the week before the first game. Right. You break your foot in a place that it's going to be 13 weeks. Mm -hmm. Take us through that the excitement of Spain and what you were thinking, finding out, wow, this is harder than I thought, and then to where you are now. I mean, reality, uh, you know, sunk in. Uh, kind of like going to Spain, it was like a big fish in a little lake, thinking you're everything. Um, and then coming back to college, frustrations happen. Uh, like how you said, um, you know, getting mad at myself. When I first got here, I kind of had like little anger management problems with myself. I always getting down on myself for making uh, silly mistakes. And then uh, just growing as a like a basketball player, learning everything. Um, from breaking my foot, I actually looked at it as a benefit for me for uh, sitting on the bench uh, and watching like the team because. I don't really, uh, you know, believe some of the things you say, but then when breaking my foot and then seeing it out there on the court, it's like, holy cow, like, this dude is no, not that's what this he's dude. Talking about Yeah, like, that's degree, what huh? he's talking about. Like, yeah, that's actually true. But, like, Brad, Brad, yeah. you're playing now. You don't have to worry. You're going to play now. <laughs> yeah, so, like, just from going from, like, this, like going through that learning process when I broke my foot, I mean, yeah, it was a tragic. I mean, it was a, you know, it hurt me a lot, but – being able to sit there and watch the game and learn from it was like the biggest benefit ever because when that season, when the next season came, my foot wasn't broken. I knew like, okay, this is what I need to do now. I need, I see all the weak spots. So this is what we need to work on. This is what I need to work on. And then, uh, you know, from now just staying confident in myself, um, keeping my head up through everything, not getting down on myself and just keep pushing. And one of the things too that, you know, I think, Joe Fan, who sits out there and, and, you know, you need Joe Fan out there, but, you know, they sit there and they say, why this and why that? And, and that the, the bottom line is the belief in yourself is the most important thing. And when you screw up, the ability to stay out there, and you have that now. You've earned the, mm -hmm. the ability to make a bad play. You, you, I'm still going to yell at you, but you know I'm not going to yank you, yeah. right? Yeah. And and those things really help, correct? I yes. mean, that, that's – but you earn that. Mm -hmm. we, you, you just didn't get it. You weren't given it. Yep. You earned it. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's got a lot to do with now you know you can you can screw up. Now you know at the beginning of the Milwaukee game, what happened the first three times you touched it? Uh, four turnovers, actually. Yeah, and yet you had 21 points and, and you know uh, – a year ago or two years ago when you were playing, you wouldn't have got to four turnovers because you would have been out after two. Yep. Or the first, but right? it's okay. Probably the first. <laughs> but, but there's something to that. And young guys have to learn that, that, that you, you just don't get – you don't become a champion by being given everything. You have to earn things. And I think, Brad, more than anybody on this team, you've earned the right to play as good as you're playing. I can't tell you how excited I am for you. But please keep it going. Yeah. And Brad, Brad, you you talked about too about getting the hook shot from four and five feet as opposed to the hook shot from ten feet. So mm -hmm. you know, the Joe fan that that Coach Campy was talking about would say, well, why don't you just get to four feet 
every single time, but but it's not that simple, right? There's a there's a process to that. There's a way. There's there's a battle for position. There's a battle mm-hmm. for that valuable real estate. How do you learn to win that fight? Because I always talk about the fact on the air, the, the basket scored long before the ball gets there. How do you win that battle before the ball gets there? I mean, like I'm going to say, we call back to toughness instead of just letting them push me out there, actually you know, getting down in my stance, being strong, pushing back on him, and just holding my seal right there next to the basket. And then X is helping me out tremendously. Like, uh, I've sat down with X and talked to him about his post game because obviously we know he is the king of the block. And right. uh, from just learning off him, from playing against him in practice, just, you know, feeding off him, he's taught me so much. And from in the game perspective, just toughness, getting the ball down low and scoring. All right, last question, get you out of here. Okay. What do we got to do to win four in a row and get to Little Caesars Arena? Uh, first off, rebound the ball. Second, minimize our turnovers. And third, play Oakland basketball. So when you turn it over on the first possession Saturday and everybody's mad at you, yep. what, you're going to come back next play and make a play, right? That's right. That's right. All right, Brett. Hey, yeah. uh, Brett, well, I tell you what. This, this this here is a good one, Coach. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Brad this and get yours this because this one just came in on Twitter. And, and Brad, uh, you're a fun guy, so this one will be good. Alex Paris just tweeted to us and said, "Would you rather fight ten duck-sized golden grizzlies or one golden grizzly-sized duck?" Wow, um, one golden Brad, Brad. They can't confuse us like that. <laughs> one more time, Brad. T- would you rather fight ten duck-sized golden grizzlies? So they're, they're 10 golden grizzlies, yeah. but they're duck size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather fight at, one golden grizzly sized duck? Look at Xavier's eyes right now. He's trying to figure out what the hell are they talking about up there? Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, probably the 10 little ducks. The 10 duck sized golden yeah, grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Camp? I don't want to fight any ducks. I just want to beat the hell out of the Titans. That's right. There you go. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Brad Brechting, everybody here on the Greg Campy Show. We'll take our next break when we come back. More tweets with the hashtag AskCampy. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. In Golden Grizzlies, Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. 
Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. This winter weather advisory brought to you by Dodge. This isn't so much a warning as it is an invitation to own the roads in America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive, the Dodge Charger. To take the winter by storm in a Dodge Durango, the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive in its class, and to burn some rubber and melt the snow in the Dodge Challenger, the first all-wheel drive muscle coupe. Because why fear the storm when you are the storm? Get great deals at the Dodge President's Day event. Well-qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low-balance lease on the 2019 Dodge Durango GT all-wheel drive with a V6 engine for $335 a month for 36 months with $2,999 to its signing. Tax title license extra. Based on 2019 Ward's Mid-Sport Utility Vehicle Segment. Available VA. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty Segment. Call 1-888-4-DODGE for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Chrysler Capital. Current lease must end by 3220. 25-cent charge for each mile over $30,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 228-19. Hill Mays, long three, left corner, of course, FedEx delivers a triple. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule, voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Adam Scherzinski back at our WDFN studios, as always. Uh, this segment, Coach, it's become pretty much world famous. I mean, this is a world famous radio show, too. It is the highest rated radio show on this station at this time. Uh, you can look that up if you want to, if you don't believe what I say. But that is factually correct. The FCC has admitted to that. Uh, but, Coach, it, it, it's time for RJ's Pub Trivia. There is a lot on the line. There's a, there's a level of nervous excitement in the room. There's a $40 gift card to RJ's Pub on the line here tonight and you're gonna we're making you work for this one guys we uh, we are absolutely gonna make you work coach do the honors please right. you got it if you're listening on the radio pull over to the side of the road and tweet it it's a long answer so don't tweet it while you're driving like the idiot that was in front of me today <laughs> going four miles an hour and then you go by him and you see why but um yell it out if you're here so the question goes to the year 2000. If you're, a, if you're an Oakland basketball fan, you should know this, whether you're a student now or not, because if you should be a historian of the program. In the year 2000, Oakland was in its first year of Division I. We did something that no one else had ever done at that time, and that was we won a conference championship. To win the conference championship, we had to win our last six games, which we did, four of them in overtime and two in double overtime. The last game was in the arena, and the question is, which we won in overtime, and the question is, who did we play and who made the game-winning basket with two seconds to go to win the game? Who did we play? Who did we beat that day? And who made the game-winning basket? And there are people in this room that were at that game. And, and you see everybody right now. They're looking up to the sky. They, they know some, they were they there. They got some hurt looks yeah. on their face right now. 
And meanwhile, the, the Grizz Gang people are hitting the, the Grizz Gang people are hitting the Google up right yeah. now. It's a race against time. Forty dollar gift certificate that I funded tonight. Yeah, personally funded from Greg Campy, directly, indirectly through RJ's Pub. No, I don't see. I got no answers coming in. Yeah, we we got we got no answers as of right now. So right now the, the the students are hitting the Google up. All right, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna start giving hints. The dude that made the shot in his career made seven game-winning shots in the last 30 seconds of a basketball game. Seven. And you wouldn't know it today because if you saw him and if he's listening, <laughs> he is bald now, but he was a redhead, as red as it comes. Now you got to remember that. Still more pain. Look, I see Scott Zippin knows who it is. He just can't figure out who we beat. <laughs> Still more pain. Looks. Huh? If, if if you got an answer, just just Yell shout it out. out. Yell it out. Nope. They weren't in. We were. They weren't in the Summit League in that year. Nope. We didn't beat Valpo for 17 games. We're. we're nope. I've, I've heard it. I've. I've heard it. That might be right. Yeah. But somebody's got to come up with the name of the player, too. Say it louder. Jason Ruzicki. We got. Yeah. Scott Sip is the winner. Who yelled Oral Roberts? <laughs> I think, Scott, I think you need to give him a little bit of this certificate now. So there, there Scott you go. Scott Sip, Oral Roberts. And, boy, I will tell you, it felt good to beat them. <laughs> Because back in that day, that was our Detroit, and we couldn't beat Valpo. You know, we, we lost we lost to Valpo 16 consecutive times in Division One. The only team that I've ever coached against that beat us more than that is Michigan State. Well, we lost to Valpo in ways you. If that happened today, I'd get I'd probably gotten fired four times after the game. I mean, we, we were at Valpo, had 14 points with two minutes and 10 seconds to go and lost by five in regulation. They had a kid make five threes from like half court. We lost to him at our place. We had a three-point lead in the ball with eight or nine seconds to go, and we lost in regulation. I mean, one year we were the best free-throw shooting team in the country, and we lost to him here by a bucket or two, and we went five for 30 from the free-throw line. I mean, it was unbelievable. We I mean, just couldn't do it. And then you, we, you lost all kinds of weight, like right. big leagues, little we, leagues. It was so bad, we hired a sports psychologist to come in and talk to a team before we played out. That's, that's honest got true. Uh, Oakland, Why are we talking about this? I, I don't We're know. playing Detroit Saturday. <laughs> We're 9-2 and two against them. We Oak, need to make it 10-2. and two. At Oakland U fan on Twitter said, had Riziki right, but said uh, Valparaiso. So, sorry, Bob, you, uh, you, you did not come through. You did not come through on that one. But, uh, Coach, we'll take a few minutes here. Yeah, go ahead. I just got one this so somebody can throw it to him. But I think you need to buy him a beer or a chili dog or something. <laughs> Seasoned fries maybe, you know, whatever you got. But, uh, as always, we take your questions with the hashtag AskCampy. We have a couple from in the crowd here tonight, of course. Uh, Jake Wolock from the Grizz Gang is here and, and says, Coach, I want your reaction to Beeline's ejection last week. What pointers did you give him on, on how to accomplish such a feat of getting kicked out of a basketball game? Well, he made me look better. 
you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that happened to him because now it happened. To, if it happened to him, it can happen to anybody. Uh, I'd like to know what he said because you know, I didn't see it happen, but I, I started getting calls and that that Saudi's coaching the team. So I, I was at a high school game. I hurried home and watched the last seven or eight minutes, and I saw the video of it, and that, that ref wanted to get him. Yeah. He he wanted him that night, and so I, I, I something had to be said, you know. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I got a tee against, against Green Bay, and I called the guy over, and I, I, I didn't swear at him, didn't say anything, but afterwards I, I said one sentence to him very nicely, and it had no swear words in it, and he teed me. And so sometimes they just want to give you one, you know. And it sure looked like that that's what happened to John. And somebody said it was the first time he had thrown out a game since he was a high school coach or something like that. Erie, Erie Community College. Is that what it was? Yeah. So I, I don't want to bother them right now, but at some point I'm going to call Saudi and I'm going to ask him what he said because I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Coach, we got more uh, questions with the hashtag AskCampy here. Uh, Jake uh, did a double take here today and said, Coach, would you be in favor of a court storming after a win on Saturday? No. We're supposed to beat them, aren't we? Well, who does? <laughs> you know what, Jake? You guys want to do it, do it. That's fine. I think they'll have some people here, you know, I think. I think I'm a, I, I'm really disappointed the game's not on TV, and I think that ESPN made a real mistake not choosing this game. Every time we play them at, at the arena, it's not only is it an unbelievable atmosphere, it's a great game because rivalries are, you know, I, every once in a while one of us is going to beat the other one really bad, but usually when you don't expect it is when like, when they beat us here at our place when we were 4-0 and they were like 2-25 and or some number like that, you know. Um but that's what rivalry – we got so scared at the end of that game. We were supposed to win it, and, you know, they, they ended up beating us in their first league win of the year. And, you know, that was just awful. Uh, but that game is always a great game. And you're, you're talking about a kid who – I mean, he, he he's really good. I mean, I don't care what you say about him. That kid's really good. Uh, he's going to be a pro in my mind. I know his, he's only 160 pounds or something, but he's going to be a pro. He makes shots that are just over and over again. And so you've got one of the most dynamic players in the country on their team. You've got one of the most dynamic mid-major atmospheres and when that game's played. And so I was really disappointed it wasn't on national TV this year. But you know what? We're still going to play, and it's on local TV. And if you guys want to do it, do it. So there you have let's, it. Jake. Let's just hope we give you the chance to do it. Gary Gilbert on Twitter says, Coach, sorry I couldn't make it to the show tonight. I am listening. Uh, which game in the history of this series with Detroit Mercy is the most memorable for you? My pick is February 2014, the 83-82 overtime win in the arena. Uh, Kay Felder had a triple-double. Bader scored 30. What, what's your most? What's your favorite game from this rivalry? Well, that's the game. And it's hard for me now to remember them all, but that's the game that uh, they got a rebound at the end of regulation and went up to shoot a layup to win it, and the guy on our team just tackled him, and the f referee didn't call it. 
I mean, they didn't call it. And I mean, you were, I remember looking over at you. You were stunned. It, well, if it had happened to us, everybody in this room would have run on the court. You yeah. know I mean, we would have been so mad. And I mean, my kid tackled him, and they didn't call it. I guess he didn't want. He wanted the kids. I don't know what he wanted, but he didn't call it. And we went and won it in overtime. So that was a great game. I think. I think the first one, though, for me, when you know all the things that happened that we finally got in the league and. We played them at their place, and every, there were 7,000 or 8,000 people there. We had like four or five buses there. Um, it was the first one, and it was their homecoming, and I think they honored every good team they ever had to get, you know, I mean, it was just right. And and their coach at the time wouldn't really, oh, they're not a rival, you know. Um, and we went in there, and wasn't going good, and Dante Williams stole a, a pass and buried it uh, or dunked it and then I think it was Duke Monday maybe made a three and he hadn't made one in five weeks and all of a sudden we went from down eight to ahead and we held on and won I think that one will probably always be to me the the best one just because what it meant yeah and our fans our five bus loads were up there and and uh, those people got so quiet and our you know we started a tradition of going down there in in groves and and winning and and you know uh that that's probably the one that'll be the most memorable to me real quickly here before we go to our last break it's it's your weekly reminder for golden grizzlies fans coach campy needs your help to fight cancer with the infinity timeout for the win program fans can vote once per day online at infinitytimeout.com and can cast two additional votes through instagram and twitter all you got to do is post a photo of yourself taking a timeout and include the hashtag timeoutftw and hashtag Coach Greg Campy in the post. The three coaches with the most votes will receive a portion of Infinity $600,000 donated in their school's name to the American Cancer Society. Voting ends March 11th, so make sure you know make that part of your daily social media routine to get in there, help, help out Coach Campy, going against some of the heavyweights. Uh, in college basketball coaching. So we try to do what we can for that. We'll take our final break. When we come back, it's all Metro Series. Detroit and the Golden Grizzlies, there's not much else uh, to really say about that. We'll get deep, deep, deep into that matchup. Make sure you get your tickets. There's not much left. This is a Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20 plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. 
Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Noble's right block, Xavier. Huge possession for Oakland. Kenny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris going to do something. Stepping back between the legs. Dribble pull up 18-footer. Off the heel. Rattles and falls. A long two for Brady Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket broken. 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. He is a coach, Greg Campy, Adam Straczynski, and crew back in our WDFN studios, as always. Metro Series rivalry firing up this week. Detroit's turn to come to the arena Saturday at 3 p.m. Make sure you get your tickets soon. They are, they are certainly going fast. And remember, too, tickets for the 2019 Little Caesars Horizon League Basketball Semifinals and Championship are on sale now. You can go to horizonleague.com or the Little Caesars Arena Xfinity box office or call Little Caesars Arena ticket sales office at 313-471-7575. So, Coach, I'm not asking you to give the game plan away uh, on your radio show. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. I don't know. But uh, you guys uh, incorporated... Uh, some very interesting defensive tactics in that first matchup against Detroit Mercy and, and Antoine Davis. Certainly, it seemed to take him by surprise. And I'm not asking you to say exactly what it is. You got any other tricks up your sleeve or anything like that that, that you're going to run with? Well, it's a little different. It's a little different this game because we're at home. And scoring the ball should be easier at home than it, we thought going there. Um, I really think that for us to win the game, uh, Saturday, we got to score. Um, we shoot the ball well. They're undersized in the post. They play a, a that Syracuse zone. They they don't have the length that I'm sure he's going to recruit. You know, I, mean, I think he's committed to that zone. And when you're committed to that zone, you want to get length and you've got to get some bulk inside. And he doesn't have that yet. He's got some bulk, but it's small. And he's got some height, but it's thin. And so. We've got to score at the rim against them, and that's what we did in the first game. We did not shoot the ball well against them in the first game, and hopefully at home, uh, and we've got that off our back now, that Cumberland and Norris and, and Kamari and Maddox can make some shots because they're going to get some shots because if they guard us in there, in that zone, if they guard us in there, those two guys, then we're going to get some wide open looks and we've got to make them. I'm sure they're going to dare us to make a few of them. Um, so the 
the strategy there was we got to stop them. I mean, we really got to stop them. And, and we went into the game knowing that 70, so at that time it was higher, but going into this Saturday, three guys take almost 75% of their shots. And three guys take over 80% of their threes. Those are remarkable numbers. I mean, I, I've been in this business a long time, and I haven't seen that. Um, and so when we saw that, we pulled out this 1988 defense that we had used when we were, you know, I had just gotten to Oakland, and I think maybe even sooner than 88, 85 or 4 maybe. Around the time of Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. And we had, you know, we weren't very talented then. And so we had the gimmick to trust, try and win games. And we, and Bob Taylor, who was the women's coach, had this stupid idea, and we used it in a game, and it worked. And we hadn't used it since, and we used it against Detroit, and it worked again. So could it work a third time? I don't know. You know, not even sure. Not even sure yet exactly how we're going to go. Today's practice, we gave them Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. Well, Tuesday, all we did was shoot and look at film. Today was our first practice, and it was all offense. The whole practice was prepping against their zone. Tomorrow's practice will be 85% defense. And by the time we get into practice tomorrow, we'll pretty well know what we're going to try. Um, if we do use that same defense, we know they've had a week to prep for it, and we'll see what they do. And then we'll have some other gimmicks maybe to, to try and keep him from scoring. I mean... They got three guys that take 80% of their threes, three guys that take 74, 75% of their shots. So I wasn't real good in math, but I know that if we can stop those three guys, they probably can't score 80 points. And if we can score 80, we should win the game, you know. So my math skills aren't that good, Neil. But well, I know 80 my, and my, not 80. 80 and is more than right. not, less than 80. I do know that too, right. coach. Yeah, that that certainly that certainly works out. What in in terms of because it it seemed as though what you guys did not just necessarily against Antoine Davis, what you guys did defensively, they well, they know, took a lot of, of of contested shots outside of of Antoine Davis. I mean, there were tough shots for the rest of their team to make. Well, McFoley can beat you. Right. And King King had a great week up in Wisconsin last week, so it looks like he's got it rolling a little bit, and he can make shots. So they've, you know, those three guys can really score the ball. Um, you know, again, he got the job late in the year. He piecemealed some people together. He took some guys, and I give him a ton of credit. I mean, I really do give him a lot of credit, and I give Detroit as bad as it hurts me to say it. And I am drinking out of a red cup tonight. Uh, you got to give them a ton of credit because, you know, in June, you were wondering not only if they'd win a game, but would they even win their exhibition games against non-D1s because they, you know, they only had a couple kids coming back. They had no players. Um, the, their coaching search was taking forever. And, you know, they were picked last in the league, and here they are. They're game behind us. They beat us. They're tied with us. Um, so... Those three kids can score the basketball, and, and their coaching staff has done a wonderful job. They've had a really, really good year. Um, but we don't lose to Detroit. And, Coach, speaking about that, too, this is this could be maybe the most that's been on the line since Oakland and Detroit have started this Metro Series rivalry in terms of, you know, a, a win 
for Oakland or a win for Detroit is, is damaging to the team that loses in terms of wanting to get that, that home court in the first round and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, when we played them earlier in the year, they were 5-1 and one, and we were 4-2 and two, and first place was, you know, so I think that game had a lot on, line, on the line too. Uh, but for being this late in the year, we're both trying to get to home court. Uh, there's a lot on it. I mean, emotions are going to be high. I just hope the, the, the play is, the level of play is high too. Well, I know the energy in, in the building is going to be high. I mean, you, you got people from the Grizz gang over here. I think Jake can play a couple possessions of defense. He's, he's down no. there slapping the floor. I've seen him play. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> it's radio, man. I don't have to have any proof. <laughs> no, but, but, Coach, I mean, this is, this is what it's about, though. I mean, you know, we, we talked about a very limited tickets left. It's going to be fire in there Saturday. And, and this is, through all of that and, and through all the talk and, and everything that's going on, this is the point of all this, right? This is, it, it's cool to see this come to fruition. Well, you want every team wants a rival, everybody. And there's a lot of Detroit fans that don't want us to be their rival because they lived back in the day when, you know, Marquette was their rival. But it is what it is, and, and you want a rival. You want the intensity. You want it to mean something. The media is going to talk about the game. They're already talking about that there's no seats left. Um, and it, th that type of buzz going about a game, the players want that. It's, it, it becomes big-time basketball. And, and Saturday in the arena, it will be a big, big, big-time atmosphere. we got a bunch of recruits coming in. It's going to be college basketball at its finest, and if we didn't, if we weren't playing Detroit, you know, we'd have to be playing for a championship for it to be like that. And so you want that rivalry, and we got to keep winning it, though. You know, we just got to keep winning. That's 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 what we've got to do. Certainly, no question about that. And of course, the fans and everybody in the building certainly will play a part in that matchup as well. A big thank you to all the servers here at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. You always do a great, great job every single week. A big thank you to all the fans, everybody that has come out here all season long. Uh, with another show next week. So make sure you come on back to RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills for the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Log. Ten seconds, Coach, you got anything left? No. Beat Detroit. That, that, that's what it all is. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Thank you all for listening. Well, see you later. Thanks for listening to the Greg Campy Show. Tune in next week at 7 on your exclusive home for the Golden Grizzlies. Detroit's 1130 WDFN. The Fan.